0: So I'm super excited for Delaney to share her heart today. Um, She's one of the most genuine people that I know, and I'm not just saying that because she's one of my best friends. Um, Delaney has such a big heart for sharing the gospel and diving deep in her faith, and so we're super excited to hear from her. Hi, uh, good morning. My name is Greta Book, and today I get the pleasure of introducing our encounter speaker this week. Delaney Buck, as her sister, I see all sides of her, especially when I take her clothes without asking. But if you know Delaney, you know she's filled with integrity, empathy, and a genuine love for the Lord. So let's give her a warm welcome as she comes up today. Hi guys. So if you don't know me, my name is Delaney, and I'm a senior at Southwest this year. And I'm just super excited because I just want to share with you guys my testimony today. So, yeah, and honestly, I'm going to be super vulnerable with you guys today, but I felt like when I was writing this, I kept hearing the word encouragement in my head, so I just want you guys to walk away from this feeling encouraged in your walk with Christ. So before we begin, I just want to pray. Dear Jesus, I just pray that you use me today and help me share the story that you've given me, Lord, to encourage everyone in this school, and I just pray that you'll just bless everyone's day. Amen. Okay, so like many of you guys, I've grown up as a Christian pretty much my entire life. I gave my life to Jesus when I was four years old with my parents. Both my parents are pastors. I've gone to church my whole life. So I've had a pretty typical Southwest Christian student life. But like many others, I wasn't fully pursuing Jesus with my life before. I had a relatively normal childhood, I loved to hang out with my friends. I had a super supportive family, and I really enjoyed school. I typically went to church every single weekend and youth group once middle school hit. I had amazing relationships with my pastors and my small group leaders, but I wasn't chasing after Jesus' heart and dying to myself daily so I can glorify Him, which is what we're called to do. So when COVID-19 came, that changed some things in my life, just like it changed a lot of things I'm guessing in every single one of our lives. When my school transitioned to full online school in the winter of 2020 to 2021, I dealt with mental health issues and was diagnosed with anxiety and depression. The darknesses that surrounded these diagnoses was spurred on by my scrolling habits, not encouraging friends, isolation, and most importantly, not having a firm foundation in Jesus to stand on, or a strong relationship with Jesus to truly lean on in this time. In some ways, these issues were manifested in my life, was I had dark and negative thoughts about myself, I wasn't listening to the best music, I worried about unnecessary things, and I journaled. Journaling sounds like a really good thing to do, and I actually still love journaling. But in that time, it was not good for me to do because I journaled at night consistently to understand how I was feeling, but it ended up being a way to amplify how I was feeling and ended up just having a pity party and feeling sorry for myself. So I wasn't creating positive patterns in my life to help fight the negative thoughts and feelings I was having. It was almost like having frostbite and standing out in the cold, and standing out in the cold air without a coat on, when there's a door wide open that you can just go walk into a warm room. So during this time, my parents brought up the idea of sending me to a private school. And my immediate reaction was no, absolutely not. I did not wanna leave my school. I didn't wanna leave my friends and I didn't wanna graduate with a different class from who I grew up with. Over the winter months, I continued to struggle with my mental health and with moving schools. So there was a lot of moving parts during this time in my life. I was in ninth grade. So I was struggling, but in March of 2021, Jesus moved in my life. I was sitting on my bed in my room next to my window, and I can just picture it now, there was just sun streaming in onto my bed and spring was coming. And it felt like all of a sudden, everything became clear to me. And I like to think of it as like a light bulb going off over my head. Kind of like the cartoon where the light bulb goes off over the person's head. The thing I was missing all, the to- all this time was Jesus. I needed to truly pursue him and being in relationship with him. And going to him only when I really needed him or, and not fully entering into a daily relationship with him wasn't going to cut it anymore. As I was sitting on my bed that day when I decided that I wanted to fully pursue him, the fruit of the Lord's work in me over the last couple of months became so clear. In the couple of months prior to that moment, the Lord was slowly working on and healing my heart and head without me being even aware. And like a snap of the fingers, I realized that Jesus had healed me in my depression. I was free. I experienced miraculous healing. And looking back, it wasn't in a big prayer moment or even in a church auditorium or even on my knees. The decision to make my faith my own was the turning point for me. And my faith became real to me. It was personal. It wasn't my parents anymore. And once I made that decision, the Lord completed his healing in me that he had already started when I wasn't even looking to him, which is so crazy to me. But the kind of, experience I, the kind of healing I experienced isn't for everyone. I'm still praying for healing from my anxiety, and I still struggle with it. But God has a certain time and way for healing each of his children. Sometimes... We might not understand why we are being healed or why it's not happening when we thought it was going to happen. And I want to look at a verse. Um, Riley used it last week and shared her incredible testimony. And I want to look at it again because it's really been speaking to me recently. So I think it's going to show up on the screen. It says, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. And each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And Jesus says in John 16, 33, Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. We can trust in the one who has overcome the world, and this includes all our sin, all our struggles, all the injustice we see, and even all the good things. Everything. Jesus has already overcome it, so we can trust in him. And Jesus tells Paul in the other verse, 2 Corinthians 12, 7-10, that his grace is all Paul needs, and his power works best in weakness. Jesus doesn't say that his power works okay in weakness or that we really need to do this and it will work. He says that his power works best in weakness. When you are weak, you are actually strong if you have Christ Jesus living inside you. And his power can work through you in ways that are unfathomable to us but perfect to the Father. My favorite part of that verse is when I am weak, then I am strong. So when you are struggling, if you have Christ, you are actually strong. And some, transla- some translations of the Bible actually say that his power is made perfect in our weakness. So when we are weak, Jesus has the opportunity and does, or does use his power and work it perfectly through us. <laughs> So, Shifting back to my testimony, during the months of struggling and healing, the Lord prepared me for one of the most major shifts in my life, which was switching from public school with all my best friends, where I had gone my entire life to private school where I knew almost no one. During this time, the Lord helped me distance from my friends, which actually helped the transition a lot. And It looked like being guided by the Spirit and simply standing up for what I believe in and prioritizing the right things in my life. Like spending time with Jesus. Those relationships became clearly not for me anymore and eventually fell away. I feel like as, as I was getting closer to Jesus, my desires were being shaped towards what he wanted. So even though I was distancing from my best friends, it actually felt like something I wanted to. It didn't feel like I was being torn away from anything. So as I was trusting in him, he was preparing my heart to want what he wants and want to move into this next step in my life. One summer hit, I did not have many friends and according to the, the world, I was very, very lonely. But I actually felt the most loved, supported, surrounded, and content I had ever felt before in my life. It was incredible. Because I had a friend in Jesus and he became my best friend and he still is my best friend. As I stepped down in faith, the Lord gave me true friends and his perfect timing. And as you step out in faith, the Lord will provide everything you need. So what I've been learning since then is that even though we struggle, we can still take heart and take peace. That he is sovereign because his power is made perfect in my weakness. His power is made perfect in your weakness. He has a plan. He will work what you're struggling with for good. He carries us even when we don't see it. He is working in us even when we don't feel it. And he is fighting for us even when we can't fight for ourselves. I can surely attest to this. He was fighting for me when I was depressed and anxious and he brought about that healing without me even being in a huge prayer moment or anything. This reminds me of the song Waymaker. I'm sure a lot of us have heard it, but it goes, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. And that is true. God never stops working. A relationship with Christ gives us peace and security in him. And so as we struggle with anything, we can communicate with God and we can experience his peace. And in Philippians, it talks about how his peace will guard us as we live in Christ Jesus. And, God, and Jesus doesn't promise us a life free of struggles or free of the hard things. So as we live, as we struggle, his peace will guard us if we're living in Christ Jesus. So even though we struggle and it might not be time to be healed from something, it doesn't mean we should be apathetic and stop praying for healing and working towards restoration. So that's my story and that's what I've been learning. We can make our faith our own and truly live for Jesus and we'll experience his peace and his hand over our lives as we trust in him. So if you haven't taken the step of faith to make your faith your own, do it. It is the best decision you'll ever make. And some practical ways you can make your faith your own is by diving into prayer, fasting, worship, reading your Bible, living out your faith publicly, getting baptized, daily looking to him for guidance and wisdom, going to a youth group, finding christ in her humility. It's really just getting to know the Savior. And it's going to look different for everyone and what it's going to look like to make your faith your own. But you just got to get to know Jesus. One way I connect with Jesus is journaling. And I know earlier I talked about the detrimental impact journaling had on my life, but it's actually a redemption story for me. I journal my thoughts and my feelings in the form of prayers, and I feel the presence of God as I journal and I talk with him, and I felt his voice speaking back to me. So this gift of journaling is actually redemption from when I misguided that passion earlier and when I dealt with depression. So another way we can make our faith our own is recognizing the gifts that God has given us and redirecting it towards him and his kingdom. If you ever feel too far or too intimidated, don't be afraid to run back to him. His arms are open and he's just waiting for you to turn to him. And he wants your whole heart. He doesn't want just parts. And believe me, sometimes I used to think about living all for Jesus and thinking, oh, that's so nerdy, or oh, that's not fun. Like, I don't get to go do the same things I used to do with my friends. I don't get to think a certain way. I don't get to dress a certain way. But in reality, it's actually the most fulfilled I've ever felt, and it will be the most fulfilled you'll ever feel if you step into your relationship with Jesus. It's actually fun, and Jesus being your best friend is honestly everything for me. And it could be for you too. You're never too far. And nothing can separate you from Jesus' love. We can't live off our parents' faith anymore. We can't live off our teachers' faith. We can't live off our pastors' faith. We're all getting older. We're able to make our own decisions. So it's time to make your relationship with Jesus your own. So I'm just going to pray to close this out. And then we're going to go back into worship. So, yeah. Yeah. Dear Jesus, thank you for this time, and I just pray that you'll just guide our hearts, Lord, towards you. Lord, whoever's struggling in this room, Jesus, with things that they have been healed with or things that they're just struggling with, Lord, I just pray that you just come close to them, Jesus, and help them remember that when they're weak, they're actually strong, because your power is made perfect in weakness. So, Lord, I just pray for everyone's hearts to just be softened towards you Jesus and I just pray those who haven't made their faith their own Lord will come running to you Jesus and those who have Lord will be confirmed that they're on the right path and Lord I just pray pray a blessing over the rest of this day in Jesus name amen